ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Insta family series where we are discussing how to have a Christ-centered family. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, be sure to share with your friends and family. All right. Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, today on the podcast, I have my friend Britton. We have Brandon and Naomi here on the podcast, our special guests here. Um, we'll just be kind of reviewing the sermon today. And uh, today is the day before Memorial Day. So we brought on Naomi. And uh, at first, I just wanted to ask, uh, since you are our military presence here, what branch of the military did you join and why did you join? So I joined the Air Force. I'm in the Air Force Reserves. I've been in for about 13 years. And I joined because my parents were Air Force, and um, I lost my military benefits. And I realized that the Air Force had a reserve, and I was like, oh, I'm going to join. And that's why I joined. So you have a family history of being in the Air Force. and Okay, nice. And so how long did you serve for, and you, you're still in the reserves? I've been in for 13 years. Wow. Still in. Awesome. Nice. So cool. Thank you so much for your service. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And so any, do you, either of you have a military in your family or military backgrounds? I have to dig into to some history of my family <laughs> to find. Yeah, no, not, not any that come to mind. I know my grandpa's dad served in some capacity. I'm not sure how... how much or where, but I know he was uh, he was in some capacity, and I myself was moments away from being in the Air Force. I had my my packet filled out, ready to go straight from high school, and then I visited Southeastern University and and, and decided to go there. <laughs> it did, but but I was yeah, that's about as close as my family got. Okay, all right. Uh, for me, I actually have a lot of military background in my family. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I uh, my father Air Force. My mom, Air Force, uh, Michaela's father, uh, my wife's, um, he, he served as Air Force as well. Mm. Her brother served um, Coast Guard. He just retired 40 years. Wow. 40, 40 or no, years. excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how old is 20 years. 20, 20 years. There there He's go. actually my age, so <laughs> let's keep it at 20. 20 years. That's oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. From 18 to... 18 to 20. 30, 30, yeah, 39, yeah, something yeah, like that. Wow, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking at him like, you did it right. <laughs> he has a whole nother career. That's pension. Good. It's all good stuff. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I was, like Britt, very close to, I think I was ROTC Army in uh, at University of Florida. And right before I had to sign the dotted line, I was like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Second <laughs> so, guessed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so for me, my dad was uh, in the army, and um, just kind of going into the the sermon today, the, it was really cool to see the different uh, uniforms up there from the different branches and the generations of military that have have served. And he kind of went into people that have been involved here at Center Point who have served, and um, it was just interesting to see kind of the the generational. Uh, perspective of the military. Mm. And um, I wanted to throw the question here. So uh, do you think there's been a shift in our lifetime of how uh, we view the military in America? And how have you seen that shift? Mm. I feel like that's a good place for Naomi to start. (laughs) Um, For me, just growing up 
on the Air Force bases, I feel like it was a very supported thing with people with the military. Um, a lot of people joining nowadays, mm -hmm. I feel like with culture shifting, the support of the military has probably gone down. I know the numbers as far as um, people enlisting has gone down, and I don't know what that's from. If people are equating it with like their support of America and the military together, so. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, and and again, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I guess from my perspective, it feels like, it does feel like that. It feels like the support for America and as a whole kind of feels like, especially by American citizens, feels like it's declining. And so maybe there's a, a, a link to that or even uh, a lot more people are against war in general. Mm -hmm. So I feel like mm -hmm. it, it, it could have to do with that. But it, it hurts my heart though, because there are still men and women putting their lives on the line to protect our, our country's rights and, and, our, and our freedoms here and it's, it, it does hurt my heart that there's a little less support for, for, for that line of duty. And it's but needed. Mm -hmm. It's know? absolutely yeah. needed. For your military yeah. mm -hmm. and your mm -hmm. country to thrive. Absolutely. The thriving military. Mm -hmm. right. Oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, 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 the only way I can look at this is from a uh, history perspective. Mm. Since Which I you feel, have. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, to me, you know, the further away um, we get away from World War II, mm -hmm. which there was a clear goal, clear, uh, there was a clear moral um, element to it. Um, I think it made it easier for the country to support. Mm -hmm. But I think it, get, it gets a little bit more complicated as we, especially, you know, starting with Vietnam and then, you know, the two Iraq wars right. yeah, and right. then Afghanistan, I think... Um, it's gotten, it seems like it's gotten more political um, mm -hmm. and just the way view, people view the so military. So from that, that World War II, there was a clear wrong being done in the world, right? right. That everybody could kind of band behind Ex and say, exactly. this is wrong. Exactly. We need to stop this. Yeah, right, no, right, right. That, that right. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd agree with that too because, you know, growing up and hearing people's grandparents, great-grandparents that have been involved in the World War II or, or – and just hearing the reverence, the respect they had for that, and like it was almost like a, um, in different families you would see kind of that um, just like I said reverence for for that that individual or the military or, and yeah I think you are seeing less of that or less um, just overall you know allure for going into the the military and so it's it's interesting to see how what the church's role in that is because, you know, as a, as a church, how, how do you view our role is as a church to, I guess, honor the military? How is it to honor the people that are serving currently or that, that used to serve, you know, is it, is it the church's role or what is the church's role in supporting our military? And that's kind of a broad question. Any thoughts come to mind with that? Mm. Well, yeah. I want to pass it to Noe. I know I keep, <laughs> yeah, I keep deferring to Naomi a little bit. I want to kind of hear her perspective first. Well, but. <laughs> I would think the church's role in in general is. Um, I feel like a lot of churches have got into politics too much, and it's one thing to speak in a sense of that's biblical, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like biblical ideas, but I feel like. Churches in general have gotten muddy in where their stances are, mm. um, and a lot of them aren't 
standing up for the Bible and biblical views, and mm-hmm. I feel like that can get muddy. And mm-hmm. you're training people to go out into yeah. the world and have these ideas that aren't Christ-like, and the separation, not separation of church and state, but the separation of Christians and of people and of American citizens is mm. just, it's gotten bad. Yeah, right. Like, can we division. even, the, the idea that we're, we're a country built on biblical morals, right? Like we're a Christian nation. That's something we hear a lot. Are we? Like, I, I question that sometimes. Are like, we are still? we really yeah. a Christian nation still? And I actually have that question sometimes. Like mm-hmm. when you see what's going on in the world with our government and a lot. So yeah, I mean, it's, you're right on it's understandable for non-believers to not live as Christians, but when Christians aren't living as Christians, mm. you know, it, it muddies the waters. Right. And then it's hard to support a military if you don't support your country. Mm. Yeah, and is that view of, you know, our nation and being under that Christian nation, do we have this, you know, false sense of Christian nationalism where it's kind of over the top where we think that everything America does or everything America should do should be under those Christian values and, or do we have more of a global perspective of, you know, the ultimate mission of being a Christian Mm. and, um, you know, how those kind of lines are blurried, I think a little bit more, uh, with different politicians or how the politicians speak, um, and kind of going into the, the message today, he, you know, talked a little bit about, the 12 tribes uh, and how, um, you know, one of the points that he made is that, that they they built these memorials. They had 12 stones representing 12 tribes, and uh, they will be assembled to build one monument. And then so he said that no longer separated as tribes, but they'll become the nation of Israel. And they'll be united not just because of a common heritage, but because of a, a common faith. And I think that um, you know, I'll reference uh, a podcast I listened to. Um, it's called Truth Over Tribe, but they kind of reference that that is not necessarily like a lot of politicians or a lot of people can equate that um, relationship that America is the new Israel. But honestly, we're more in that state of exile or more in that state of, of Babylon. And so um, I think that that is it's hard because you want to honor America, you want to honor the the military, but at the same time, they're not they're not going to be the end. All be we have to make sure that our identity is in Christ and not in you know what our nation is necessarily doing. Mm, that's true. I, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I heard someone say first, "You're a Christian first, and then you're whatever." Mm. I think it was Priscilla Shriver. Mm. You're a Christian first. That's your number one identity, and then everything else follows after that. Right. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we're like, I'm a Republican first, I'm a Democrat first, I'm black first, I'm white first. Like, that's mm-hmm. not your identity. Your identity is in Christ, yeah. and then... Hmm. That's so I, good. I think also, uh, and this kind of goes back to your uh, the previous question too, mm-hmm. um, I think we, as a church, really need to look at, um, instead of these boundaries that we used to define it, you know, you're in the military or you're, you're American or whatever we use. Um, if as a Christian, you're looking at people as people, Mm. you know, and, you know, as a church, uh, I think it's important for us to do what we're called to do, serve, love, um, and spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when we have members in our, amongst us, or I should say brothers and sisters in Christ that are part of the military, um, it's important that we do what we can to serve them 
because that is a sacrifice. There, there is something I'm assuming <laughs> um, that there is some pressure on their family in order to, uh, to use another example, my, my brother-in-law, he went, he was out on sea for like months at a time, mm-hmm. you know, um, what can the church do to serve that family? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but even just in the much broader sense, you know, if we just look at people, regardless of what they believe, what they look like, it's people, and we figure out how to love and serve them. I think that's a safe place to go where it's absent of politics now. It, it's not about politics. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah, I think, yeah, when you're, when you're saying that, it's like the church going through the means that the church is already good at and the already, you know, has established. It's like we are meant to be loving people. We were meant to be, you know, serving the community, you know, but I feel like a lot of times we can get into that trap of the route that we're going to solve those issues. We go, all right, we need to go through the government. We need to go through our Mm -hmm. military. It's like, why can't we just be at the church? And why can't we just, you know, serve the needs that are, are being thrown at us, you know, from different, you know, aspects of immigration or whatever. And, And so it's just where, where can we as a church, those needs rather than just, you know, putting all of our trust in, um, the politician or anything like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if we were loving and doing those things that we were supposed to do as believers that everybody that claims to be a Christian were doing, I feel like this country would look a lot different. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Very different. different. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, one of the, um, um, things that the podcast said that I, I listened to there is that on the eve of election, you know, we, we want Christians, we want our church to be the most, you know, calm people in the eve of election. We don't want them to, to be the most stressed or whatever. It's like, you know, when that is a telltale sign of, you know, where you're putting your trust, where your mm, identity is. On, if on the eve of election, you're like, oh, if the Democrats get in, they're going to be, you know, te- it's going to be right. terrible and we're going to ruin everything or vice versa. Mm-hmm. The Republicans in, we're going to, you know, but um, having that that peace over us on the eve of these elections can be a telltale sign of where our identity is. That's really good. That's in control. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Regardless of who's elected, knowing that they're not the answer, regardless yeah. of how good you think they are or how bad you think they are. God's the one that ultimately has to be in control and has to guide us. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, and um, is there any other uh, points that stood out to you uh, on the sermon today? Uh, anything else that you heard P- Pastor Tom say or reference? I, I, he was making a point about uh, memorials, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and how that relates to, uh, was it Joshua 4, chapter 4? Uh, yeah, uh, Joshua yeah, chapter 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it it was interesting the way that he was talking about it in term and even the the Bible verse like you know it's meant to serve as a, a memory a token mm-hmm. of uh, of a memory that shouldn't be forgotten right. through generations and um I don't know I, to me what I think of is is how important it is to um to teach these things to our children mm-hmm. you know um to make sure that history is not lost yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as it relates to Jesus and the Bible and everything, you know, that's something that we should continually prop up in our families and Mm -hmm. and, and make sure that they understand, um, you know, not only the Bible, but also like your personal testimony. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a memorial in and of itself. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I don't know. 
It's an it's a, it's a undeveloped thought. But well, it, I'm going to no, piggyback off it because I, no, I, I wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned, I actually wrote down a couple of things Pastor Tom said that were, were awesome. And he said, we can't live in the past, but they can incur, but the past memories and memorials we set up can encourage us when times are hard in the present. Mm-hmm. And then in, back, he said, we can't take back past mistakes, but we can learn from them. So it, no Absolutely. matter what that memorial is, no matter what that moment is that we want to remember and teach to our children and teach to our, our mentees or, or whatever we're in, it could be a bad memory of a mistake that we can use as a teaching point and a learning point, or it can be an incredible moment that we look back to in times when we need strength and energy of saying, man, times are tough now, but look at what God's done in this situation back here Amen. to keep our minds on that. So I just love the way he put that and love that you brought it up because mm-hmm. then I, that gave me a, a segue to, put, to talk about it. <laughs> we actually planned this. Before. We did, yeah. yeah we did. <laughs> but I think those are good things to remember it because, you know, you get older, your memory. Mm-hmm. To write down. So to write down your testimony. Yeah. Mm. To write down when you were going through hard things and where you can see God moved and yeah. God worked. So Absolutely. that once you get to your next tough time, you're like, I can look back at that and right. see where God moved. I mm-hmm. can see where he was working and where he answered my prayers and see that he was real. So then you can tell it to your kids and your grandkids. And- Amen. Mm-hmm. That that was what people yeah. the, everyone that wrote the Bible, that's what they were doing. They were writing it down. Mm-hmm. And we've we've lost that I feel like nowadays. Not a lot of people write down exactly what they're experiencing and the and the miracles they experience. How are we gonna pass it on? We do. We gotta get it, it somewhere. Clips. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, now it'll be all be, yeah. they'll be like, let me show you this TikTok. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that that's that's good. I uh, that's a good thought to chew on because um yeah, I'm just I'm just envisioning like the you know, purple heart that you pass down to mm-hmm. your the kids, your grandkids, and you know it, what's the equivalent of your spiritual purple heart that you're giving your you know mm. kids? What is there like a you know memorial that you can pass along to them, yeah. whether it's physical or you know maybe just a, a written note or, or something like that? Yeah. But that how important that is, not to discount the military in any sense when I'm when I'm talking about this. But um, but yeah, I, I don't think that that is done, or I I haven't seen it. it you know it. Did, did any of your grandparents or parents kind of pass along? Do you, right. do, did, did you, how in, innately do you know their testimony or how innately are you involved with that? Or is it something that you can even pass down to your kids? Right. Um, yeah. And is it, or is it just lost? Right. And so it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And verbal stories, I guess, work too, of course. Yeah. But then something else that just popped in my head is when you pass down like Bibles and stuff to your kids mm, and grandkids. That's a good I, one. Yeah. I've had, I've had, older Bibles and stuff mm-hmm. passed down from grandparents that have like notes yeah. written in them, like attached to certain verses and like, wow, that's what my grandpa was thinking when he read that at that time, whenever yeah. it was. Yeah. And like things like that are really cool to see as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you could brand a Bible that goes down generations. Mm. Oh, that has generation. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneur so here. Generational okay. Bible. That would be right. so cool. Mm. You're on to something here. I love it. Nice. The Memorial Bible. <laughs> there you go. Started love here. It. Um, uh, but, but yeah, so as we just kind of wrap up, uh, I just want to just, uh, thank you guys for joining, but, um, just to take time to, you know, uh, have a, have a good time to tomorrow and Memorial day, whatever you guys are doing, but taking time to remember those, uh, who, who lost their lives, who played the ultimate sacrifice. And, um, you know, as we kind of think about that as a church, you know, how can we support, those in our, our military mm, currently yeah. and help mm-hmm. to, um, you know, support in whatever way that we can. Um, but I just thank you guys for, for joining us today. Any, any closing thoughts anybody has or? Piggybacking off what you just said about just memorialize the people that do give their lives for mm-hmm. us. Because think of the, 
the kids, you know, they're adults, they're 18 and older, but you think about the young people who joined the military because either they want to serve their country or they can't afford college or, you know, family history, whatever, and um, they don't come home. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot. We have lost a lot of people in this country through the generations, but even just in our lifetime, we've lost a lot of young people. Wow. uh, that along with the parents and the families and the children that lost their parents, brothers, kids, sisters, whatever. Definitely. Well said. Thank you. Mm. Well, thank you guys. We will see you next week. Uh, Other than that, uh, enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye.